You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, I, I have written here uh, some of these notes as they go. They just end. Up, they're just me flushing out before the Lord, and then you get a sermon out of it. And the first thing I wrote up here was, well, now what? <laughs> After last week when I said, God, what if, what if he's done? Now what do I do? Last week, if you, the, if, you, if you weren't here, listen online to everything that the Lord has spoken over the year 2022. It's, it's profound. It's amazing what he's doing and what he's spoken over this house and over our communities. He's spoken amazing things, and really, it's not just over this year, but if we reflect on the journey of this church over the last 15 years, 20 years, of what the Lord has been doing, what He's been building, if you go outside, I encourage you, there's a plaque, for some reason it's on this side of the church, I wish it was on the front, but it said, built by our families, filled with His presence. What's the date on that? 58. Filled with the presence of God since 58. So He's been building to this day since 58. In this community. Ooh. So we're not stepping into something that's just a year 2022 special thing that he thought, oh well, they drew the year 2022, I guess I'll give them this to do. He's been building to the days that we're in since 58. We can articulate that because we see the plaque on the side of the building. That's profound. He has a great and wonderful thing and we have heard so much and he has taught us so much. And so the question last week, what else does he need to teach you? What else does he need to say to spur you into action? Is there anything? And this was kind of the thing that we left with. If he hadn't spurred you, if you're not walking in obedience yet, I don't know what will get you there. But it is a choice, right? It's, it is a choice. It is the choice to receive the work that the Lord has spoken the anointing that He has spoken over your story, it's a choice to choose it and then live in it. That's all it is. It is a choice. If you're waiting on some clouds to part, the sun to come down on you and just begin to speak to you as everything else shatters and falls away, and you're standing on the only solid ground as the earth is falling away from you, and then the Lord says, hey, let's be obedient now. You will always be waiting for that moment. Because you have Christ Jesus now. You have been born again. You are a new creation whether you like it or not. You didn't get a say in it. To be willing to walk into it. For His Word is living and active, not stagnant. Amen? Amen. And who wants to be stagnant? Really think about that. God is logical. Who wants, to be, who wants to live a life watching all that they are made for pass them by? What a miserable life. Can you imagine anything worse? than sitting on the sidelines and watch the life that you were meant to live and meant to have pass you by. Oh, I don't want it. I don't want any part of it. We are not meant to be stagnant. And I pray that it would never be for the people of this house and our community. We have been established, hear this, we have been established to establish the kingdom. Amen? If you are in this room, if you are living and breathing right now, you have already been established you have already been anointed to establish the kingdom of heaven. And where you work, where you go to school, where you live, all of that stuff, that is your assignment. That place that you dwell, that is your assignment. You have been assigned to that place. The Lord has not sent you there by accident. You have been assigned. 
You have been sent as an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven to go to that place to occupy it because there is no enemy to destroy. He's already destroyed. All we have to do is go and occupy these places for the kingdom of heaven that where it was not, it could be now because you're there. Amen? It's that simple. 2 Corinthians again, 5.20, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. And I would ask, what appeal of God does the world see being made through you? This is a question to live your life by. What, what appeal of God am I putting on display? This is an important question for all of us to live with. Do they see a heart running after them as God's does? Or do they see a stagnant and uninterested God? So much of our world sees a stagnant and uninterested God. And I would ask, do you guys have any time to mess with a stagnant and uninterested God? I'm too busy for that. I don't, I don't want to waste my time with a stagnant, uninterested God. But guess what? That's not the God we serve. He's living and active. His word is ever going. His word does not return void. And guess what? You are His word. Living and active. He has spoken into you. Spoken over you and anointed you for great and mighty and wonderful things. So we rebuke that. We will not be those that put on display a stagnant God. We will be those that put on display the God that leaves the 99 for the one. Amen? Amen. That will be the heart that they see when they look at us. Do you believe that? Will you accept that? Will you be encouraged a little bit? My goodness, golly, you guys are like, man, this is so tough, man. Church is hard. Golly, you guys got me sitting on stage. Park up, dadgummit. Come on. He has spoken nothing but goodness over you. I'm going to sit here until I believe that you guys are ready for the rest of it. I'm, not, I'm learning things from my six-year-old, and I don't have to move until you give me what I want. This is a lesson he's taught me, and he's very good at it. Are you ready for what's next? I am not, I'm serious. Now I'm serious. Stop laughing, Carrie. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. Thank you, ma'am. There's one. There's a lot more to go. Hey. Amen. I like, y'all just stand up now. You're in trouble now. Amen. I'll wait for you and then I'll get back up and then you can sit down. But we're going we're gonna to keep in our places. Hey, I'm asking you in all seriousness. Are you ready for what the Lord has next? If you're not ready to receive it, let's deal with it now. Yes. Because I'm looking at a world. I'm looking at... A, I, I, I buried three people this week. And I got a fourth one coming. And I'm telling you, I do not, I do not see any more time to waste. Yes. And so the people of this house, we will not waste any more time. Because God has great and mighty and powerful things for each and every person in this room, and I need you to be ready to receive what comes next. Okay? Now you can sit down. I'll stand up. This is a joyful day. In reflecting over all that the Lord has spoken thus far in 2022, I've arrived at this question. Because I have realized what the world so desperately needs is hope. Oh, it's so much hope. There are so many people that live so hopeless. They are desperate for hope. And without hope, what God has spoken for us cannot be. Everything that He's spoken just in this year, but everything He's spoken since 1958 is rooted and grounded in hope. Amen? Amen. We are a people of hope. We are meant for hope. We are meant for nothing else. Turn to Romans 8 for me. 
Everything God has spoken is founded. It is rooted in hope because we have been made for hope. So church, this may seem like a simple question, but it is a profound one. I would ask you, are we a people of hope? Does the world see us, God making His appeal through us, and do they see a hopeful people or a hopeless people? Because they have no time to waste on a hopeless God. They need a hopeful God. A God that they can put their life in, that they can stand firm on because they can hope in Him and know that their hope is holding on to what God will give them. What God has promised for them. To give them a hope and a future. The God of hope is who we are to reveal. Who we are to reflect. That they would see His appeal being made to them as as a hopeful appeal. Not a hopeless one. Romans 8, verse 18. We're going to read a little bit more than I wanted to. Uh, Not wanted to, it's just good. Verse 18. For I consider that sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Amen. Amen. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. And how long will they wait? Because I see a lot of sons and daughters of God in here. Does creation need to wait a second longer for the revealing of us? No. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it, in hope that their creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Creation waits for us to bring freedom to it. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope, For what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. We, who call Christ our Savior, have been born into hope. If you are a child of victory, and if you claim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, guess what? You're a child of victory. Only meant for a victorious life. Only meant to know that which Jesus died so that you could experience. We are not meant to know that which He died to destroy. Fear, doubt, division, turmoil, anguish, anxiety, depression. We are not meant to be able to articulate those things. We're in the world. We are not of it. And the things that are of the world are not meant for us to adopt. We are meant to bring life that people that are of the world would not have to live in these things any longer because the kingdom of God is here now. 1 Corinthians, the temple of God is holy and you are that temple. The presence of God dwells in you. Everywhere you go, whether you like it or not, if you've said, yes, He's in you, He's with you, and He's going before you, and He's behind you, He's all around you, establishing the kingdom in and through you. We are made for hope. And hope made for us. I love to think of these things. I love to think God is the creator of laughter. And I don't believe He created laughter that He could tell Himself jokes. But He created laughter, and I believe in the joy of His heart, He thought of His children laughing with Him. He thought of the, I mean, you tell me, can you remember, parents in here, can't you remember the first time your kids laughed? Oh my gosh, it broke me. I made Liam laugh. I'll I'll wear that 
until I'm dead. And I'll remind Sarah of it often. I got to make him laugh. And that laugh changed my life. The God that created that was thinking of you when he did. He couldn't wait to hear you laugh. It would bring joy to his heart. What a wonderful God that we serve. And he created hope knowing that he was creating hope for us because he could not wait to see his children live in hope. The hope that was established for us. Amen. We are not made for hopelessness. But we have been entertaining it for too long. We have entertained hopelessness for far too long. It's been a long two years and it doesn't seem like there's any end in sight. It's just, it's just going to be tough. Okay. But that does not mean that the children of God are meant to adopt the hopelessness that the world finds itself rooted in. That may it never be. I rebuke that right now from this place and from each one of your stories. You are not meant to live hopeless because in hopeless times, God sends us those rooted and founded in hope. Amen? That is for us. We are not made for hopelessness. But we have, again, entertained it for far too long. And in the dwelling place of hopelessness, the people of God have stopped dreaming. They have stopped dreaming with their father the impossible things. We have stopped dreaming over our communities. We've stopped dreaming over our families. And I'm telling you, the dreamer remains living and active. You find a dreamer, you will not find a life that lives stagnant. And we, the children of God, are meant to be dreamers because the impossible is possible for us. So what would your mind begin to unlock? What would you reflect on when you truly believe that the impossible has been made possible for you? And when you think of, when you just begin to imagine what God has said and what he's going to do and think about that and dream with him, what our community will look like when it looks more like the kingdom of heaven than anything else. Have you sat down, have you allowed God to take you into this, this dream world of it? Dreaming with him, dreaming in his heart. God is a dreamer that believes big and wonderful things for his people. He believes big and wonderful things and he wants to dream with his kids. I'm telling you, it is fun to dream with my children. And me and my sons were at a horse sale yesterday and we were just, they were just dreaming because they've watched Daddy Rope there and, and Rodeo there and they're, they're dreaming about the day when they get to be on Daddy's team. And I'm just sitting there like, it don't get no better than that. When I get to do things that I love with my children, do you not see that God thinks of that over you when he gets to do things he loves with those he loves most? To establish his kingdom is what he loves to do. To bring freedom to those that are in bondage. To show them the truth. To share with them the blood of Jesus was already spilled for them. Their sins have been forgiven. They have been washed away. All they must do is say yes to him. He dreams of those days and he dreams of doing it with you. So where God, where are the dreamers where are his people that dream with him again, that sit in his throne room right next to him at, the, at, at his feet as he sits in his throne, king of the universe, and dream alongside of him? Where are those people? Well, I'm telling you now, the Lord is desiring to awaken the dreamers again. And he has every intention of doing it this morning. Dreams found in the presence of God. That as you pursue his heart, you dream of the kingdom. Dream of it being established in the lives of all those around you. Dreaming with God, not without him. 
Turn with me to Psalm 126. Darby, will you go get Melissa? Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for, sow- for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. God has done a great thing, and it is not for us to remain in a sad place. It is not for us to remain in a bl- broken place, and it is not for us to dwell in cities with broken people. He has done what he has done, that the hopeful would come. I would ask you this question. We believe in this highway of holiness and the Lord is bringing people and you can't argue with that. If a house comes up for sale right now at sundown, it's getting sold. People are coming after it. People are pursuing sundown. They are being drawn to sundown. What I've also noticed is how many people are coming back to sundown. Something is drawing them back. I have had conversation after conversation with people about how they were drawn back and they don't know why. Like, I lived in Fort Worth. I don't know why I'm back. I just came back. It's like, I know why you're back. Because what God has to do is for you as well. But when they, when they exit sundown on this highway of holiness, who are they greeted with? Who are they greeted by? Are they greeted by dreamers and hopeful people? When they leave, this has been the most profound thing for me that I've been dwelling on all week. When they leave, And then something draws them back. When they come back, it's the hurt that caused them to leave. The brokenness that they left here. The things that they ran away from, are they still waiting for them here? Or when they come back, do they find a restored kingdom? Do they find the kingdom of heaven waiting for them? Brokenness gone. Turmoil gone. Depression and loss and anguish. Come on in. Come on in. Yes, they're confused. All of it gone. Is that what they find? Or do they find all the hurt that they left behind still here waiting for them? May it never be that those who come back and those that are drawn in what they would find and what they would step into is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. But before that, I need you to be dreamers again. I need you to be those that are about kingdom business, not just Sundays, every day. Kingdom business. That you would see, hear, and think of the impossible that God intends to work over this community, over you and through you. Amen? So what we're going to do, as soon as Melissa gets in here, very specific vision. Um, Staff, if you want to start coming up, uh, the uh, ministry staff. um, the Lord just specifically showed me these, these staff members this morning um, up here. And this is what we're going to do. The Lord just showed me this very clearly. I am to, I'm going to anoint them. I'm going to anoint their, their mind, 
their eyes and their ears, that they would see the kingdom, they would hear the kingdom, and they would dream of the kingdom and all that it will do as it is established here. And then I am to anoint their hands. And this is where you come in. I'm to anoint their hands. And when I finish anointing them, they're going to be spread out up here on on the ground in front of the stage. And you are to come. And they are to lay hands of your eyes, your mind, and your ears. It's that simple. Just boom, boom, boom. And they are anointing you that you would have a mind that dreams the dreams of God. That you would have eyes that see the kingdom and you would have ears that see of His coming and what He's doing. Amen? Amen. This is the awkward part, but you don't really get a say. <laughs> if you're here, you, got, you just got to do it. And I would ask you this. Just a... a personal way to make you really feel guilty if you sit still. Um, Why would you want to stay in that seat? If you want to stay seated, I would ask you why. Are you pursuing after God? Is He your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Because if the answer is yes to those, and I believe it is because you're here this morning, I need you up and I need you here. Because again, I've buried enough people And there will be more to be buried. But the question is, will they go into the kingdom or will they not? Thank God we've been burying people that are going home. And they're going to heaven and they're with their Jesus. But there are a lot in this community that that will not be the case. But you have been assigned to this community so there's hope for their story. I do not find hopelessness when I look at sundown. I refuse it because you're here. And you have been anointed for what comes next. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.